Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. Uh, fresh off of Selection Sunday, probably going to be talking more NCA tourney action over NBA today. Uh, although we'll hit on that as well. PJ, what's going on, homie? What up? We will pretend like most of other media members are pretending that they've watched a significant amount of college basketball. Yeah, so I, I will. The only real opinions I have that are valid are ones on Zion Williams. And, and they're probably shared by almost everyone that he's good at basketball. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much we're going to get into uh, mock drafts for the... for Mock drafts? Yeah, like how where things kind of like our opinions in going to the draft and players that are in the tournament. Um, oh. Zion is obviously going to get talked about, but like, and he's going to be the number one pick. That's not a question, but like RJ and John, where do those two fit in the top five and other players? Like I, that, we might hit on that a little bit today, but I would have uh, no plans of hitting on any of that. <laughs> well. We, uh, I maybe I'll take us down that road. Ultra was thinking out loud for us today. Yeah, hey, <laughs> you know what? We're gonna be. We hit on this a little last week. It is. I'm gonna level with you. It's it's not the it's not the most exciting time in the NBA. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Uh, so this is this is the talk of the town. So we're gonna talk about it. We all get to pretend like. There's something interesting going on with, like Andrew Bogut's being like making his debut for the Warriors might have been the most exciting thing that's happened this week. Other than Giannis uh, dropping exciting, 52. yeah, exciting, yeah, maybe a, like noteworthy, Giannis, like newsworthy thing, I guess. Yeah, the Bucks Sixers game on on Sunday was great. That was really fun. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know. Really, yeah, what I could get up in arms and really give you a heart, like heavy emotions. And everyone's like gonna, their attention's split from, from the NBA right now, too, because anyone that's following basketball, like most people are gonna, at least for these next four days, you know, the, the end of this week, everyone's gonna be watching the tournament. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> that's correct. Unless you're in fantasy basketball playoffs, then you're probably gonna pay attention to. No, man, I, I planned out perfectly to get a bye. This yeah, week, you don't, so don't have, have to, to worry care. about that. I know, but I'm humble I'm, brag. I know, folks. I'm I'm good at fantasy sports. <laughs> I think you got a good shop. I'm rooting for you. Want to like hear said, my I'm lineup in, indecisions I'm, going into next I, week, folks? I'm invested. I'm invested in you. I'm literally invested. At least buy me dinner first before you're gonna invest in me. No, I just we have you and I have made some deals. That's all I'm saying. Made great deals, fantastic deals. There was no collusion with Ultra. No collusion, no. They're, None. They were they were fair. I I got a little something something from you. Anyway, this is. Are we sure we're talking about investing? <laughs> investing. I fee, I am invested in your team. The the players I dealt you were part of the squad last year. They feel. A part of the Wildcats still. That is how I'm invested. That's what I mean. I'm just saying someone could easily take this audio. They could dub this over with just about whatever they'd want with some of the the word selection you're using over there. 
you and I have enough content on here at this point. They could pretty much put anything together possible. Like they can make it sound like you and I would be saying anything. I so like that, to think that, that is I. The least of my worries. I mean, I like to think I generate my own incriminating stuff. That someone would have to take the time to do it for me. But um, you, on the other hand, they might need to work a little bit on. Is that meant to be an insult? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was an insult. I'm just saying, like, I would You're be... You're saying you, you naturally say things that by themselves can get you in trouble, and that is somehow better than the things that I have said. I think you're projecting your own insecurities on yourself, Walter. I'm just saying that I would be offended <laughs> if someone took the time. I don't really think they'd have to. I just think that would just have to listen to an episode and pull a little clip and just go, go with it. You're really looking out for the people, and I'm sure that's why people listen to this podcast. It's more more to listen to you than for me. I mean, I'm definitely uh, on a government list or two. No, that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. I just I know I'm on a government list or two. If I got put on there for something I've said on the podcast or for something I've said on Twitter, like some point I've gotten put on there for something. I would say it's probably, I mean, at this point where – where have you sunk more time into Twitter or this podcast? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, I've been on if Twitter. If you sat longer. down and read all of your tweets out loud, would that be more time than you've spoken on this podcast, do you think? Oh, uh, maybe. How many tweets do you have? I'm pulling that up right now. I mean, some of these are also, I mean, they count, the count also goes with your retweets, so. Yeah. Um, how do I? It's not going to show me that there, huh? I guess I'll have to use the, the browser to go on the old desktop. This, the app's not showing me what I'm looking for, Ultra. Bro, we can. Technology's uh, tough. What? Technology's, Technology's tough, tough, you know. Platform okay, over on. You had a guess. How long have you been on it? Uh, since two thousand and eleven. Two thousand ten. No, I was yeah maybe. Yeah, sometime freshman year of college. I would guess about ten, twelve thousand. Oh boy. I'm at 24.2,000. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. I literally I That's a lot of reach. Vastly, I mean, I yeah. I wonder what how much I mean, dude, it's got to be a decent. Uh No, maybe there's I don't know. Someone smarter than us will have to do the math on that and see, but that that's I feel like that's more. It's a lot of activity. Right I mean, to read all. I mean, time. if I just got the ones I did, maybe it'd be less. But let's talk about the bracket. Who you like? Who you don't like? What games you're excited for? Uh, the number one seeds ended up being Duke, Virginia, Gonzaga, North Carolina. Did any of those seem like, is there anything you would change there and move one team in and out? I, the, I had one thought in that, in that I thought maybe Michigan State deserved to be in there over Virginia versus, like, given how they got knocked out. Um, but ultimately, I was fine with it. Virginia's been really good this season. I was just, they got upset by Florida State. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in general, like, the 
college basketball I've watched, which I, it does help, is that it's was pretty top heavy this year, and because of that, I mean, it. I think the the ranking of just all the the especially the the top eight teams, the top eight seeds, um, it kind of. You, I think you could pretty much you could split some hairs a few different ways uh, about it and and try to make a, a case for a few different reasons why you know this team or that team should um, be ahead of each other. But like overall, I mean, no, I didn't have any problems with anything. I was really just interested to see if Duke would um, actually get the number get a number one seed like number one once they won the ACC tournament I figure they would that was but a foregone conclusion yeah I was really wondering if they were going to do the the thing of like well you know their resume and and they've they lost some games while Zion was out or if they were just gonna be like no just this looks like the best team in the tournament and we're just going off that and I was that was the probably the thing I was happiest most is that it seemed like they this year more than other years I think they did a really good job of at least factoring that in of just like the eye test and just what's who when when people looked at certain certain teams you know that uh, at least of those eight like that's that was it and there wasn't anything cute or anything that needed to really be be thought of on those yep i uh i agree with you there um how do you like so you are not a secret a a big duke fan um yes my do you uh, think that do you th- who are you who are you most afraid of in that region uh probably there, i mean is there honest, anyone is uh, there anyone that you're really afraid of i mean if they ended up getting to i mean it'll be interesting if they play ucf the next round because johnny dawkins is the ucf coach and they got taco uh but uh taco fall who's one of the best names in basketball. He's a giant seven foot dude. Uh, who I've only seen like YouTube clips of. I have not actually watched any UCF basketball guys. Um, just because he knows kind of Coach K's system and stuff. But um, I would say, yeah, familiarity of just like them or, which I'm not really that concerned. Uh, Virginia Tech probably more so would be the one if they ended up seeing them just as they played them. They be, they did beat them when Zion wasn't playing, but um, they had some guys. Virginia Tech had some guys banged up in that game. I think well. too. Yeah, I don't think either team is super healthy. So um, really, other than that, like Michigan State will be the the one if they made it that far. Um, but I, I I really don't see an issue with Duke making it i mean for me at least this is going to just be like a it's 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 a different level of rooting for duke because normally um and i don't know if i've talked about this before on the pod but maybe we did last year the one pod we do a year about ncaa and i give some of my duke tournament takes it's like if duke is not a one seed like those the first round game is really stressful and then if they are a one seed, it's like that second round. But if Duke's in the Sweet 16, like depending on how the team is and how I felt about them going into the tournament, in general, I'm like, oh, like this is like they'll win it, or oh no, they're gonna probably cap out about you know wherever, maybe the Elite Eight or Final Four. Um, 
I mean, it's pretty hard-pressed for me never to have talked myself into Duke making a Final Four any year. I'll also be honest about that. Like, I've, <laughs> I, I've, I've always done that. Well, you know, if they just get to this, like, oh, they'll probably make the Final Four at least. Um, but this team is, I mean, with Zion and, like, how he came back from the injury, how they looked in the ACC tournament, um, yeah, I want, I want Zion to make all these Teams look like college basketball teams really badly. Um, I would like to see you know RJ and Cam Reddish be able to put together some good tape and, and, and show some in some more high intensity moments that these games will be to show that they're you know what they're able to do to sort of not that it's a huge indicator for the pros but it is nice just to be able to see you guys step up and not shrink under the moment like. That North Carolina game on Friday night was kind of <laughs> RJ misses two, which was I thought an awesome game in general. It was great, um, yeah. And it was really cool for like a semifinal for a conference tournament. It felt like a lot higher stakes uh, for that, and it just was kind of a bummer that <laughs> this is like kind of very college basketball-y, But he misses two free throws, and then North Carolina goes up and just like chucks up a bad shot. Uh, and it just kind of ended in an anticlimactic way. Yeah, it sure did. So, um, yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying. You know, it. I'm I'm I have certainly not like I'm my favorite college basketball team is still probably the Hawks, but uh, I it's the Duke Iowa Hawkeyes. Always, everyone Duke Duke I always typically feel good about in the tournament. Um, it seems to me I have a tough time strategizing how if you're feeling filling out your bracket, I feel like everyone is gonna have them winning it all. Like I don't, I do not know who else you're going with to beat them. Other than North Carolina, because they have beaten them twice, and they in that was without Zion, so like that's fair. But then even with Zion, it's like you just said, very close game, and they played him really tough. Um, and then they lost to Gonzaga, so which was I mean I, I don't know, and that was early in the season, very very early, and Duke cut a hu- they fell down, you know they were down huge early in the game and fought back to make it close. Yeah, no, I just so think, anyway, I no, and I, I mean I don't think it's going to be like they're just gonna obliterate teams because it's tough to, but as far as them, like they're I, I have very. I'm I'm pretty confident that they'll be in the the elite eight, and it's you know if Michigan State makes it on that end, but like LSU's kind of a, a, a dumpster fire right now with a lot of their yeah <laughs> everything going around in that basketball program that like they're a pretty weak three seed and like yeah Virginia Tech is like really yeah outside of what I mean just what I said it's Virginia Tech and Michigan State were the only two that I could really even pretend to give an argument for what I'd be concerned about. Right. Well, one thing that I will say, I'm I the game that I think everyone's really excited about is um Marquette versus um Murray State and seeing John Marcus go battle that out is, in the first round. Like that's I think yeah that's gonna be really fun. Took it out. Um, it took you stole my thunder, man. I was gonna say that's the that, that's the best first round game, I think for sure of like appointment watching. If you want just like a 
kind of some big names for sure. That is, that's an awesome five twelve. Yeah, I think it's really good too. Um, other than that, I mean, I think Villanova and St. Mary's will be fun just because Villanova had kind of a down season, but like I think most people are going to ride with them given their success yeah. in the tournament. I uh, I don't. My, the upsets that I kind of like going into fr- in the first well, round. Well, like, before you move from, like, other game, I guess uh, I'm excited, and this is – but uh, Nevada-Florida, I think, will be a really fun – I became – I mean, I watched a lot of Nevada last year because one of the uh, guys from my high school was – had transferred there and played um, – he was on the senior with them last year, but then like this year kind of it carried over was, and I do like every year, I think, and I, I know we've talked about this before, but like there's always cool ass West coast. This is NBA both. It's like, there's like late night games on the weekend sometimes that you just forget about. And like, you could easily just like watch some of, and I just never like for college football or for college basketball, like you just kind of forget those exist for us for some reason um but like i and i didn't watch a ton of nevada but um both of the the twins on uh that team uh, i mean they're that team is fun and like florida florida's not bad either like florida is i think ken palm i was looking is like really ranks pretty high um on the on the ken palm uh but yeah both caleb and uh both the martin twins are they were both i mean Huge focal points of that team last year, and they're they're cool. They're like the uh, uh, they 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 kind of the vibe of like what the Harrison brothers were doing with Kentucky in some ways. They're just like they're a collective force together, and they could gotta be, be honest. Haven't haven't watched much Nevada. Basketball. No, I no, it's not a very, but it's like a a reminder of that team last year. Like I thought they were one of the most fun teams in the tournament. They do play like a. A pro a pro style offense, um, so like if you're looking for teams that are entertaining, kind of gonna not it's not gonna be the same. It's not gonna be like Virginia. I'm not gonna try to sell you on watching Virginia, but just like fun teams. Um, yeah, both like Caleb and Cody Mar- Martin are bigger are they're big guards and they're they're fun and they like that team shoots a ton of threes. They I think they have like a seven at least i mean last year they did it in the tournament they just went with like a six seven man rotation and uh they yeah play kind of up tempo so that's a cool team i don't i'm bummed they're playing michigan because i really like michigan too um and i was at i went to the the big 10 championship game and that was one of the better like entertaining yeah, how games was that? It, it was super fun i mean it was fun just because that's a rivalry because um, I had gone two years ago, three years ago maybe now, and it was uh, Michigan, Michigan. It was Michigan State, Wisconsin. Didn't have the same, but, like, it was just all – and, I mean, Chicago's got a ton of alumni from both those schools. So it was pretty much split down the middle of, of Michigan, Michigan State fans and – not actually down the middle. There was a ton more Michigan State fans. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured. But it was a good game. I mean, there was a lot going on in that game. It was entertaining. Like, from a, for a conference in college basketball, I mean, and both those teams were 
pretty locked in their place. I mean, they weren't going to – neither of them was going to fall out of the top, you know, a top – one of the top eight seeds, I didn't think, if they – whoever won, so. Well, Michigan had been playing so well. Yeah. Just beating everybody 20 going into the final against Michigan State, and then Michigan State, you know, they have an injury in that game. They they come back being down a half, and um, – yeah, I thought both of those being two seeds made sense, and uh, Michigan's had so much success in the tournament. I think they're going to be a popular pick too. Yeah, Mich- oh, Michigan. John Beeline is one of the more, not even underrated, but just he's someone when you really look at that program in general over the last like six, seven years. I mean, it, it's it's pretty crazy how consistently good they've been and just he's he's done it with pro guys he's done it without um but i mean Izzo too i mean that michigan state i mean they've lost they've had a lot of injuries um and i mean they lost here in jackson miles bridges last year to the draft and so talent wise like they're not as high as they've been in years past and somehow just figures it out (laughs) They just always seem to like in in end of February, March with, with him. He's just got some sort of playbook he's able to figure out and get like teams that then everyone's like legit. Yeah, always legitimately considers Michigan State in that Final Four conversation. Yeah, I'm. I they've burnt me. That's just a team that's burnt me every time I pick them to go late. I will not be picking Michigan State to go that deep in the tournament. But uh, it's in which, I mean, not, which you brought I up. A, I don't think I don't really have them getting upset early. But I don't, I'm they're not like a team that I can really consider for the final four. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you brought it because that was one thing I wanted to ask you is like how much when you're filling out is it like of past years when you picked one of these teams to go far, like. That you like think of that more than you actually like <laughs> anything else. So much. I mean, it's it's stupid, and I know it makes no sense, but I think about it every single time that I fill out a bracket. Every year, I think about Louisville before I think really think about whether or not I'm going to pick Louisville to make a pass round one, two, three, four, whatever, because the I I just have such a vivid memory of our freshman year of college picking them to get to the final four and maybe get to the finals and that was after they had won their conference tournament and Sivo uh, was in played, the hearts of everyone's and they played uh uh Fareed in the first round of vcu the, of the uh i thought murray state right uh, what oh I'll yeah vcu up, was vcu was duke when they beat Duke, yeah, Shaka beat beat Duke, but um, I'm pretty sure Kevin yeah, played it was Murray State. State. You're right, and they upset that upset them. But no, Morehead State, uh, Morehead State, Morehead State. Thank you. So every time that I see that, uh, every time I think about picking them, um, Duke, I've had very like I've either I've gotten burnt by them. I've done well with them. Uh, North Carolina is a popular pick of mine, and I, I, you know what, North Carolina I think deserves to be in the conversation, right? But uh, they, I don't know, they're they're fun. I mean, they're more fun than most teams. You're obviously a little biased here. You're being a Duke guy. You're not obviously going to be pushing for North Carolina to do anything uh, too great. But like, I mean, it is, but it's crazy. I can't remember another time where there were three teams from the same conference that were one seed. No, so, that's like. That's they never sweet. do that. 
and that's just no. just shows you how much better the ACC is against versus everybody this else. year. I mean, yeah. the yeah, that's why. I mean, for me, it was forever. It was Villanova. Like Nova was always a team, but I'd convince myself, and then like. I feel like I have that same kind of thing with with KU every pretty much is like I'm like oh I just don't I can never convince myself at this point but like after Villanova won then I'm like I'm back on them like they're good (laughs) they've earned the trust but is it's super funny how it's like "Ah, I could have watched them play whatever but it's when you're actually putting the the pen to paper if you still if you're still a traditionalist like some of us on the pod who still need to. (laughs) physically write it out uh mm-hmm. you know it's something about like putting this that is coming from this is coming from the guy that started our pool and you started it online you didn't even give us an option to fill it out by hand well we have to we're all in different places why can't we fill it we could we could print it out write it and you gotta send a pic in before i it's do that. so i don't want to have to track it though I want. Oh, I guess you're not just you're just not a purist. You're just not traditional. No, I when I make my, I meant I like to make my picks. What I do is I will write it on a piece of paper, and then I will transfer it to an online platform. Mm, how do you know I didn't do that? I didn't say you didn't do it, but you didn't say you did. <laughs> you were certainly. Imp- I didn't. But see, so that yeah, that's fair. I'm adding an extra dumb step. It's a really stupid step, but there's something. I like to feel that pen, and really, as you write each letter of the team's name, you know, it's more than just a, it's not just a click. Just makes you think about yeah. it. I get it. And one thing that we should probably mention is that you and I, what ours is, uh, we, the rule is, is that we, we, it's a pretty small pool. You always offer it up to the same six guys, and we usually get somewhere between three and four people. <laughs> And, hey, it's uh, it's the, over you know two thirds, and the winner of it gets free beer while everyone else has to pay for the keg that they get to drink for free. Now, obviously, everyone gets to drink from it, but that person gets it for free. So you know, nothing crazy. It's and, a nicer uh, beer. We go nicer yeah, it's beers. Like you, you get to you get to pick it. Uh, I I think that our friend Cam won it last year, and no, I, I won that, it. I thought I. It was between, yeah, I think two years ago it was Cam, and this last year was you. Yeah. You're, you are correct. Boom. Um, and this last, but last year our friend, uh, our friend Dylan joined, but did not fill out a bracket, so it was immediately eliminated. Um, so shout out to Dylan. But uh, he's filled out a bracket this year. It's looking like we're going to at least have four entries. So <laughs> I don't want to jinx that, but I'm should be I still need to fill year. mine out. Yeah, you gotta print that bad boy out, man. What I do, do have a printer. I just I I've saved ours for last. I wanna really really think about it. I just wanna you know have another day. I just wanna know. Really, I just need to make confirm if Belmont is gonna win tonight, so I can take them to the you know on a nice nice sweet sixteen run. So, who give me your final four uh, championship and champion? So I have a mi- I mean I have a mix of like feel but I mean of the I basically was only picking from the pool of uh those one and two seeds for the final four. I decided to just go crazy with upsets kind of in between that, but uh 
I mean, I'll just save the suspense. I'm picking Duke is going to win. Duke's going to win the national championship. <laughs> Screw everyone. It's just going to happen. Zion will not, not let it happen. He will ride that. He will, he will win a national championship, become the number one pick, and we can all really have fun once he's in the league. Um, now that, now he has, you know, he's wearing the Kyrie four S's. I was just about to say, we, we kind of, we grazed past that. Listen, guys, nothing made me happier than, and I was upset when his shoe blew up that he wasn't wearing Kyrie's. But now you switched to him, and evidently they were like custom made Kyrie four S's for him too. So literally he's unstoppable now. Um, He's old. He's he's uh, Thanos. That's received all the Infinity Stones. Just snap of his finger, and half this field's just gonna disappear. Um, yeah, there's just. I, I mean, it will be fun. I would like to see the kind of the revenge tour, though. So I mean, I I, I am kind of pulling for them to be able to play Gonzaga in the Final Four, um, and then I think it would be really, which is what I want to ask you, was that you know. Would you be in for a, a one more another Duke UNC game of fourth? Kind of put the carrot in there to begin this of like, oh, that game on Friday was pretty fun when they were both at full strength. Like, would people be interested in doing that? Like a second, since it's really like a. I don't personally consider the first two a, a legitimate matchup since Zion wasn't playing, but get a get a second taste of Zion versus UNC. I think it's. I think they're the t- two most fun teams. Like I, I think it very well could be Virginia. Yep. And Duke. Yeah. Uh, but I, that's not a game I really want to see. Duke, Virginia is the slowest pace team in in NCAA. They're very good. They're very good defensively. Yeah. But Vir- they, they lost in the first round last year as a one seed and the number one overall one seed. And I just. I don't want to see them in a final. That is that is one game that I, I will I will watch, uh, and I don't watch a ton of college basketball. That's a game I really want to watch, and so let's make this when, fun. Duke and North Carolina play fun styles of basketball, and North, those games have been close. When um, you close your eyes and think of college basketball, though, does the first team you think of like come when you think of like the actual style, like just college basketball in general, not like all, everything around, but just. The actual game play and stuff, though, when you close your eyes, doesn't Virginia, like, pop into your head, though? Syracuse does. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's good, a good one. Yeah, and I know that most teams don't run zone, and they're, you know, 2-3 is their big thing, but that is, that, is, that is the team, though. That is when I close my eyes and think about both ends of the floor, like a one, like a total possession, like one team having the ball, the other team having the ball. I totally see what you're saying. Yeah. No, uh, you, but, you answered it perfectly, though. <laughs> you didn't answer it definitely wrong. Definitely Syracuse. Um, but yeah, so I, I think I, of know, if I think I of to, if I'd Virginia Duke, and Luke if May. I'd see Duke North Carolina again, that would be fine. And uh, you know, if we're just assuming Duke is coming is making the championship game. Um, out of the West and East regions, and then we have North and South, like teams that I'd like to see them up against. I think Tennessee's style of basketball is really fun. If it ended up being Tennessee, that that could be a good game. Um, I'm the least confident in Tennessee. 
of like those top eight teams. Um, that is. Hey, I'm just gonna throw this out there. I like Iowa State's road. I'm they they always play well in the tournament. I like their road to to maybe making a little run here. Yeah, they've been. I mean, they've they've won the they've won the Big Twelve. Uh, yeah, they're probably the only like of the lower seeds that I actually have watched play. <laughs> um, them in Nevada. <laughs> yeah, them in Nevada, and Murray State. Yeah, Murray. Basically, the teams I watched this year, I've watched the Murray State, I've watched the Marquette, I've watched the Nevada, I've watched the Iowa State, and then those top eight teams. Um, and if any of those teams in their conference they were playing, like I've caught some of them. Anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. But yeah, North Carolina, if I saw that again, that'd be fun. It'd be interesting to see them play Kentucky and end the year against them when they just demolish them to start the season. But yeah. I feel like it would be more of the same. Oh, that Kentucky would be a really... Yeah, I feel like a good national championship game. I think it, you'd want Virginia or or UNC. Um, I mean, you're already, like I just don't know if Tennessee would make it there, but um, they yeah, it's uh, I do think like the North Carolina's got a pretty nice path though to make. I think of Duke and North Carolina, they both have a a nice path where I don't see a ton of challenges where they um, they would struggle in, in in games just with with how it laid out. Now if like they're if, if North Carolina is playing Auburn or, or Kansas at that point, that's that could get tricky for them. Just cause, I mean of those those teams in the Bruce Pearl and Bill Self. I mean they've they've made tournament runs, so I. You do have to put some stock into the coaches a lot more um, right. as the tournaments progress. I think some of that experience and some other stuff, but so you you have and guard play. <laughs> so I'll say I I've got Duke Virginia in the final, and I have Duke winning it. So I, I agree with you. Yeah, but um, I do. I will say that is subject to change more so from. Uh, I want to win my bracket perspective, but I got to think more about this. Uh, so you actually, so, you're actually strategizing in some ways of like to win a pool. Well, I think that when it comes to the one I submit in our pool, I do want to submit one that gives me the best chance of winning. And I don't necessarily think my, my, my best chance of winning is picking Duke. Eh, I, do I think that they're the most likely team to win? Yes. Yeah. So then, when they it, do it, you're gonna lose. You've you've automatically. Yeah, but it's it's but I would have had to also. I think a majority of, if not everyone, I know you're gonna pick Duke, and I maybe the other couple guys that are in this group with us pick Duke. So if everyone picks Duke, I definitely have to beat you in earlier rounds. But if I was to pick a different champion, and if it just happened to be Virginia and they upset Duke, which I know is unlikely, but it's possible. They played Duke tough. If they were to upset them and I pick Virginia, then I could make mistakes earlier in the rounds and I could just end up winning the whole thing because I picked that team at the end. That's all I'm saying. So I got to think about that. But I do think Duke is going to win it all. That, yeah, I mean... I've never thought of it. I know. I mean, I I, I totally understand what you're you're saying. Uh, 
I just have never even thought about. I only concern myself with with my picks and what I'm so rationally confident with uh, to begin every tournament. I'm like, oh yeah, this is the year I'm gonna get that perfect bracket. I'm gonna be in that ESPN stat at the you know tail end this year of like X percentage that still have a perfect bracket. I hope that you are, man, and I'm I'm jealous because you. You are going to have some time off at the end of this week. You get to enjoy the jam- uh, the games. You have – tomorrow's Friday for you. We're recording Tuesday night here, so games start in a few days. And uh, you're just going to soak in as much basketball as you can towards the end of this week, and I'm going to be at my desk not watching. Yeah, it was – I don't think I'll be able to do it next year, but I had a couple extra vacation days to pull it off this year. It'll be uh, – it's going to be nice, man. Be a piece of crap on the. Just have a nice command center here at the at the crib and just soak it all, soak in all the a below average basketball. But it's exciting because of the time of the year. I mean, that is one thing that it just never gets brought up. But like, we, you will see some bad tournament games <laughs> if you're watching oh, any yeah. of it. There are duds in this still. It just it gets flaked in the pageantry of like the drama and the unexpectedness and just some of the randomness that comes from a tournament of 68 teams. Yeah, you just want to have, you know, you're going to have some games on in the background, but it's really the last 10 minutes you're going to really start you're going to start honing in on what game you got to have on TV and make sure you got the right one on and all that good stuff. I mean, some of these games are going to be over. 10 minutes in and even the game you know obviously one in 16s they typically are that way pretty early on but you know there'll probably be an eight or nine eight and nine matchup or a 10 and seven matchup that someone's blowing somebody out and you're like all right i don't need to see this you know when we went to the first round games in milwaukee a couple of years ago we went to butler winthrop was the worst game i've ever seen it was the worst game ever and i'll tell you what uh, minnesota and Mid Tennessee State was not a bad game, but it wasn't, it wasn't good enough to make up game. for the Butler Winthrop game. <laughs> and it sure as hell was not. There was I don't even think we saw a dunk in that game. I I have such poor memories. And we that, couldn't drink during it. It was all very unfortunate and poorly planned in general. But it was a fun weekend um, in general. But not a the rest of the weekend was great. But it's <laughs> first round games. Make sure you get some good matchups if you're going to catch those. Like, really, the first round games that you are going to be happy to see this weekend. You're definitely like I think Mississippi State Liberty could be fun. Mm. Uh, I think that uh, Villanova St. Mary's could be competitive. I think Purdue Old Dominion has you know a little bit of an upset alert on it. Um, but our conclusion after we did that though was that the play there is that you don't buy tickets to the first round. You just wait, and then you see who wins that first round. If you're like near one of those cities, or if you're gonna go, go somewhere, but just still like consume all the game. The first round, like consume them the way, like try to watch as many as possible. Like go to a sports bar, set up at a, get a nice setup, and then you try to find you see what how the second round games go, and you just get tickets for and you watch those second round games. That's a good strategy, or. If you're going to see Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight, you're in, you're seeing hot like you're definitely 
a different tier of quality of basketball at that point. Probably more worth your time. Well, yeah. Final four finals. Those are, I, I've never talked to someone that's went to a final four and wasn't like, yeah, I was great. It's, yeah, but you're just you know, like, buying that. that I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't just blindly pick to go to a, a first round, like, region. Oh, again. for sure. Well, I guess I even if games end are looking good for a game or for a first round, but you don't know that round, you don't know when you buy the like we didn't know when we bought the tickets. No, but you, you could. I would. I would personally rather pay, you know, twenty percent premium once I know the games than pre-buy at this point. Like you're just you are you're really rolling the dice if you if you buy tickets before you know what games you're gonna see. So. Got to be careful there. In general, Washington games at home is probably just your best bet. Like it's the first day, the first two rounds is so fun, and it's tough to get that full experience when you can only you can't be watching every game. You're you're at the stadium. Yeah, I I I mean we did it. It was probably because the games were boring, but we were trying to find the other games more than anything. While we were there, so and it just really put things in yeah. perspective of yeah, what that those days are all about. Serve beer and have more TVs around. Like have personal TVs at people's seats. That would be my the ultimate, right? Yeah, retrofit every stadium or get really get really good Wi-Fi so you can watch it on your phone. Because I yeah. remember that being a problem too. Yeah. Uh, quick NBA roundup here. There was some action over last week, mostly bad. CJ McCollum went down uh, with an injury. I haven't seen the news on how severe that is yet. I know he's going to go an, an MRI, and they're still not sure on his exact time frame. Malcolm Brogdon out six to eight weeks, bigger issue for the Bucks, but um, hopefully he's back and healthy in the at the playoffs. But probably will miss some time well, uh, in the playoffs. Yeah. As well. Woj, Woj said for McCollum that, I mean, it's a, uh, which, could you pronounce what the kind of strain this was? No. That's, that's, yeah. Oh, that's why no, you avoided it? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's kind of, we in a week, they're going to see for timeline for him. The, the Brogdon one sucks. Um a lot because he is just an, he's been an anchor for the Bucks all season. Um, working on his 50, 40, and 90 season for them. And just I was going to say, he's just, he's been so good. Yeah, I mean, he's oh, not like a game changer where like, he was never going to win them a game, but it's just he was, he's been a role, in a role all season for them where he's been a consistent guy for them to generate offense and like how they're that, that team. In just general, like he his his role on the team is is perfect for his skill set, and he's only being asked to do exactly kind of Malcolm Brockton things. So it, um, I mean, hopefully he can get back in a in a, a situation where they're playing in a a second round or you know maybe in the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, depending on it times out with his recovery because. Uh, as they make a run in the playoffs, like he he they are gonna need him for sure to be a not necessarily difference, but like in that kind of a situation, I he's gonna be a, a valuable top eight guy for for them rotation wise. I agree. Uh, I just caught off a little guard. I'm 
caught off guard a little bit here. I I went to Basketball Reference because I haven't. You and I talked about Malcolm Brogdon a few months ago, and I remember bringing up how great of a season he was having. He was shooting 50, 40, 90, and uh, it's weird when you just see a picture of yourself staring back at you on Basketball Reference. You know, it's really Archie's weird. on there. I just was. Yeah, he's on the front page, but like they always have. A dozen players on the front page, like you can click and go directly into them, and just go directly into them. Yeah, Invest in them, Ultra. That's what I'm saying. Ultra, uh, you yeah, she, if you just could figure out a way to get your password recovered on Twitter, you could take his basketball reference photo and put it under your profile photo, <laughs> and then just like you know, casually, just you. The only thing you'd have to do is like casually every once in a while tweet like a photo of yourself but uh i don't think many i don't think the average twitter user would look across them it was oh this damn this dude's got a professional ass photo for his twitter profile must be important and he's a professional any place for the bulls well you wouldn't know i mean you wouldn't know off a twitter profile yeah if i got if i made sure this jersey wasn't showing you're right yeah i just have to zoom in a little bit anyway man yeah i um that's a good tip. I'm still working on that. Um, so I'm working on it this entire time we've had a podcast. Yes, it's it's. I honestly should just set aside like a weekend day. Maybe this weekend when basketball. Or just on, get in. Just, yeah, just do something. Start a new handle. Is that what I need to do? Do something. <laughs> do something. Uh, the last thing, <laughs> I feel bad even ending the NBA stuff on this. Andrew Andrew Bogut's back. <laughs> Uh, Boogie's been out. It's weird to see Andrew Boga playing in the NBA again. He looks pretty good. He's moving better than he, he was he's in his last season at the Warriors. He's definitely skinnier. He looked good in his debut. Yeah, he does. You no, know, that's what I'm saying. He's, he is moving better now than he did in his last year with Golden State. It seemed like his body was kind of broken down at that point. And now he's... I don't know what he did. Some in the food in Australia, I guess. Yeah, he was only playing once a week, and yeah, I think his diet probably changed. But so I think strain on his body. Uh, no, I mean it'll be. I think it's a, a good additional piece. I I do wonder what it's going to mean long term for them once we get into the playoffs and like series by series. It the center position for them is going to be like a huge question of, of who between Boogie, Bogut, and, and Kevin Looney, like who gets those minutes and, and what the, everything looks like there, but because um, in certain situations you almost like wonder if Boogie would be the odd man out of those three because it's, I mean I don't know. Bogut, Bo, I mean it looked good with Bogut out on the court for the, the time he was on there on Sunday so um yeah, I don't know. Boogie had shown some flashes. It's, you just haven't... But not when they're at full strength. That. That's the issue. No, you haven't seen a game where you've had... You know, they have five freaking all-stars in their team. And Draymond, I don't think... You know, the closest thing for him clicking offensively is going to be putting up like 12 points at this point. I mean, mm. the guy can't make a bucket. But the... but. You know, you're going to get good defense and rebounding out of him. He's looked a lot better, I think, the last month or so. I mean, they've had some spurts, but he's looked a little bit more like at least what I would expect of Draymond. My point yeah. being, though, 
that Clay, Steph, Katie, and Boogie all capable of putting up thirty plus points is not possible. Give, they have not, and they're not all going to give up, put up thirty in a game. But none of they have not had good nights at the same time. Like I have not seen that from them. Um. So I like. Yeah, you're right. Maybe things will just flow better without Boogie in there. Well, it's just like it's almost – I mean, and it's something we people mentioned to begin with, but it's like all those guys are used to being primary scorers and, you know, it's who is going to sacrifice where for this team. And it's just – it's almost – I mean, they have almost too many guys who can just get you a bucket that it, it gets messy that – how guys are able to operate when they're not like at a certain point, if that makes sense, you're, yeah, you've almost maxed out your, your, your offensive capability and ability to score that having some more role guys, guys who really make impacts more without having scoring, being involved in their game. Like it ends up becoming a producing a better basketball product than just having five super talented dudes who can all get their, get a bucket whenever they want it. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, any shout-outs, PJ? Uh, shout-out to Giannis for dropping 52, even though he lost. That uh, I didn't think seeing a Giannis 52-point game uh, and then ha- also then the result being that they lost to the Sixers and just kind of feeling a little uneasiness of – First time, kind of was like, well, I could really see that being a situation in the playoffs. Like, that could be a game. Or two. I mean, in general, I do think the Bucks are, are set up better than the last couple of years for a playoff run and, like, in a series, but they have that factor of a legitimate coach. Uh, Definitely need Bledsoe to continue to play well like yeah yeah but it's like interesting that when you look at some of the top team to bull conference like milwaukee has not won a playoff series denver just clinched uh playoff seed but it's the first time they've made the playoffs since 2013 um and like for them they've i mean they were battling for the eighth seed last year so you have uh, just those two teams on the top are like two teams that have had really great regular seasons, but there's really nothing like there's no resume. There's nothing we can back to of like what they look like in a playoff series and how they perform there. Um, even like the Raptors. I mean, the Raptors have been great, but they've had their struggles in the past. We're used to that, but now I mean, with a, a Kawhi factor in there. Um, and I'm just so sick of the regular season right now uh, for the first time. Like, I'm just – I want to get to that point is really what I'm getting to so I don't have to see a Giannis at the U point and start worrying about this. I just want to know. I want to just be in this a series and know what it's what that is actually looking like, and I don't want to speculate anymore. Yeah, I, I hope that when you and I are going to be meeting up in Milwaukee here in a couple of weeks, maybe that's going to – maybe the stars will align and – It'll be playoff time by then. It is going to be playoff time then. We went through this last week, Ultra. The playoffs will be occurring in April. On the the 13th? Yeah. Season ends on the 10th. There will be games that... 
The Bucks will probably have a home playoff game that Saturday when we're in Milwaukee. So that is, I I meant more as, do they have a home game on? Well, they're going to be the number one overall. They're going to be the number one seed. Yeah, so they're gonna so they're gonna be home. It ends on the tenth. So if games start on the if games won't playoff games won't start on the eleventh, then they'll probably start on the twelfth, and they'll probably have a game day off on the thirteenth. That's what I'm. No, they. A lot of those series kick off on the first round. Series kick off on Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Well, I hope you're right. I'm, hey, I'm not. Uh, forget that you have this playoff schedule down to at here. I'm Listen, man. As a as a person who watched a few Chicago Bulls teams that were ran, that were, uh, I, I mean, I specifically remember in college when they played the Bulls played a Saturday game against the Pacers in the first round. So Saturday. Before our Fiji Island party, man. So, you know, it's just—it's really just more of a sports fan muscle memory I have at this point. Like, you just close my eyes and just, you know, insert whatever moment. It's just really like <laughs> close my eyes and insert whatever. Just remember Derrick Rose, you know, beginning <laughs> his great push towards a eventual four-one sweep of LeBron James. But it was—it was fantastic. And another um, year was watching Nate Robinson go to overtime. Like I think it was also against the Pacers. My just chucking so up my shots. Shout out! My shout out is for Mike Trout getting that money. <laughs> um, I'm bummed he got four thirty, not four twenty. I'm yeah. I mean, at that point, right? Like, what's ten million? <laughs> That's yeah. so much. Be money. cooler, and then he could have like. Been adopt. Everyone can be like on Twitter. Could be like, oh, four twenty. It is four twenty and point six nine nine nine. Uh, very. You know, good investment by the Angels. You got the best player in baseball. So congrats and good for him. That's so much money. Yeah, it's funny. Bryce Harper basically was like talking about get the contract that Mike Trout got was the contract Bryce Harper was talking about getting, and because of the contract that Bryce Harper actually got, secured Mike Trout getting said contract. Well, that and him talking about Harper just kept saying how he was going to try to get Trout over to the Phillies, and I think the Angels were like, yeah, we're going to lock him up right now. <laughs> That's not happening. So he played, Harper played a, a big hand in this. Uh, but uh, the yeah, only the no. other shout I have is us comes out Friday. Dude, I don't I don't think I'm gonna see it this weekend. I it's a real come watch ugh. that with me, but it's a real bummer that that came out March Madness. Like, that I did not I did not project out of that it was gonna be the same time. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see what some of those early games maybe on Sunday are. Um, Thursday and Saturday, I'm going to be pretty invested with stuff for all the kind of tournament extravaganzas that I've got planned. But I may be thinking Sunday, if like that 11 o'clock game isn't too great, maybe do a quick matinee, go see us. Yeah, man. I uh... I need to see it this weekend. That's the thing, man. I don't think I can go... I don't think I can go into Monday without seeing it. (laughs) 
Well, don't spoil anything. I don't think I'll see it this weekend, but I really want to see it. I mean, the trailers have been so good in a way of like, I have no effing idea what's going to happen, but it's just there's enough images and just everything where you're just, it's mesmerizing. Scary. Just looks scary. Uh, Do you have any other shout outs, man? Eh, I don't think so. Shout out to the playoffs being around the corner. No, they're not. It's... They're not around the corner. We still got like a month, man. Jeez, would you stop? It's not that far. <laughs> stop being a baby. It's so close. I'm only a baby. Oh, my very Cavalier season two, uh, episode three recap. Um, if you're going to watch an episode, highly recommend it's this one. Jay goes in the Uncommon Jane office and lays down corporate law. And uh, basically goes through interviewing everyone, asking them what they do around in the place, and creates an org chart for Kristen to then, you know, reevaluate some roles. Kristen wants to bring back a problematic, uh, not problematic, just a, a ex employee that was fired, and a lot of the girls hate her. And there was a bunch of drama around that, so that was kind of a juicy non-J part. Wow! But Jay was a star. In this episode, um, best J episode thus far, the hype behind it was was met. Um, so if you haven't seen it, you should check out this one because it was prime rich, um, rich J. And he, you know, he might have a role as a future business consultant or as a landscaper. So that kind of shows you the range he was shown in this episode. Wow, good for Jay. It's fantastic. I'm glad you got a good one. I'm glad you got a good one. You had made. I know that you still enjoyed episode two, but it sounded like it was tough. It wasn't. It wasn't giving Jay, you know, the full. It, it was not highlighting his talents. No, what he was bringing to the table. So I'm glad you got it. No, one, and it also there's just they're really some of the storylines they're pushing here are really stretching it for me on the uncommon Jane side. Like it's. It is really getting like corporate-y, like have like growing businessy of like oh we have to we're having shipping issues we are having except they were shipping boxes like they were shipping out they were saying on the show like ten boxes a week with nothing in them so that was the main reason why Jay was brought in. Let's <laughs> uh, bring the problem solver. Yeah, and he uh, it was yeah his. Uh, the main, the head of operations for Kristen was spreading herself too thin and not learning to delegate. And um, they're really pushing the idea of people going to get fired. And so they said it with, they set it the tone with Shannon's episode one, but I don't really have a good feel of who would be the next one. But I really, really hope for some reason they would allow Jay to be the one to fire them, is my, my real hope for some of these future episodes. I hope so, man. I hope you get everything and more out of that show, and uh, I'm excited to hear about episode four. Uh, but enjoy watching March Madness this week. Um, enjoy us. We'll talk about some of that stuff next and week. And folks, enjoy betting, too. We didn't talk enough about that, but if you do bet, this is one of the f- most fun times in the world to bet. Yep, and we're we're going to get back on the horse this weekend for sure. This week, I should say. But thank you, everyone, for listening. At the point forward, NBA at gmail.com, uh, Twitter.